Hey, buddy. What's up? Not much, man. How you doing? I am well. Yeah, I'm excited I'm, about tonight. I am particularly excited. I know you're more, extremely more, excited more than about you. I'm, I'm giddy like a little girl. <laughs> so, because there's some nostalgia tonight, a lot I, of nostalgia tonight. A, a, yes, I went with a nostalgic thing for me because when I was a teenager, this is what we used to drink in high school, mixed with some Coke on our way to uh, basketball games. George Dickel, Tennessee oh, Sour Mash Whiskey. That's outside of uh, Superior Number Twelve that's recipe. Around Winchester, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. The steer, distilled and charcoal mellowed at George A. Dickel and Company, Tullahoma, Tennessee. Tullahoma. Yeah, that's right. So, man, I'm excited. You know what? I've never tried George Dickel. Have you not? We used to drink it in high school, uh, mixed with Coke or Sundrop. Yep. Let me know. I can't see your glass. Nah, you're good, brother. Uh, on the way to the basketball games. Okay. So. Well, uh, so I am very excited about our guest tonight because, so for me being a, a young a young fella growing up in the uh, the deeply Christian South, yes, this is one of my first uh, forays into music that wasn't Carmen or Petra or right. some other bullshit, <laughs> and um, and we'll get into that a little bit. But uh, they have, well, we have tonight. It's Reese Roper of the legendary band Five Iron Frenzy. Yes. What's up, man? Oh, hello. <laughs> you don't have to say it. <laughs> I didn't know if you were just like, he's coming in in a little bit. No, 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 no. We're very organized here. Yeah. You really are. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, but um, but yeah, so they were a big deal to me back in the day, and they currently have a Kickstarter going on um, and for a new record that they're they're dropping us. First one, like seven years, I think. Um, yeah. Something like that. And like they're crushing it right now. I'm, I'm really hoping you guys get to that stretch goal because I really want that vinyl. Um, <laughs> the between. If I'm, if I'm this far off the microphone, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. This is comfortable. I hurt my back earlier. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> old age is a bitch. So yeah. cheers. Well, cheers. Cheers to you guys, man. Cheers to you. Yeah. Reese, I appreciate it. I cheers. mean, do we need to call you Mr. Roper? Uh, Reese, Please. Mrs. Roper, whatever. Please don't. <laughs> Unless there is a Three's Company remake happening, right. and then please. That would do. be fantastic. So um, I listened to, I was super excited. Mike Carrera's podcast popped up, and I you know, turned that on to, to listen to, to your interview. And then as he was going through it, I was just like, well, fuck. That was like half of what I was going to talk about. And so, you know, obviously it's Mike Carrera. He's a little cooler than we are, but I was still, you know, a little bitter and angry on the inside. I was like, screw that guy. Take it all my questions. Uh, well, it's extra nostalgic <laughs> because as teenagers, that was kind of our first, that those two bands were kind of yeah. two of our first introductions into um, what good music could be. Could be. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had, uh, yeah, so like Upbeats and Beatdowns was like the, that video for what Flowery Song was like my first introduction to you guys, which is an amazing piece of 90s art. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then I had the, um, the cassette of Poconaccia back in the day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's a good time. So like for me now, my son is a massive, it's, well, I got tired of listening to like really shitty kids music all the time. And he kind of was in the mood he liked, or in the age, he liked the silly songs. So I played him a couple of, uh, y'all's more silly stuff. And then he was hooked and now he uh, constantly hate everybody in on his, he lives with his mom and they all hate you guys now. So <laughs> good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. The funny songs are a gateway drug, especially yes. the pants song. Yeah. You know, the children love it, and then they then they just start into five iron. And yeah. It's a downward spiral. Yeah, that was him. So he'll he'll pick like a record. He's on my, 
um, Apple Music family account thing, and he'll pick a record and listen to it nonstop for like a week until everybody hates that record, and then he'll move on to the next record, and that's kind of his has been his flow over the last few months. How old is he? Ten. Sweet. I have a 10-year-old. Same thing. Like, she just started listening to music, and I, I'm I, I, like I'm overwhelmed by this. I feel like I can mislead her. <laughs> so I'm worried about that. But uh, on the other hand, I'm really excited, you know, because I can show her bands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where he's at. So um, I, I showed him because I was like, oh, you like Fiverr and Frenzy? You might really love the Aquabats. So I sent him that. And I posted our, our back and forth. And I was like, what do you think of that? He goes, meh. I was like, what do you mean, man? I was like, they're a great band. He was and in all caps. He just replied, they're no five iron frenzy. They're they're terrible. And I was like, oh my not, gosh. What is wrong with your son? I don't know. I don't know. He's more well, he's has he seen kid. has he seen the Aquabat Super Show? He hasn't. That's my next on on the list. Yeah, you gotta do him. that. Because yeah. I think that is that's an easy way to break people on the Aquabats. Yeah, yeah. Well they're you know, they're fantastic. So they are. But uh yeah, so I mean I, I don't know. I had I had some things I was we were kind of going to go through, but um, want to give you a chance to talk about whatever first. If I mean, you, all of fifty people, you know, you might you might get you know fifty sixty bucks um, <laughs> extra on your Kickstarter. But um, this is nice. I mean, it's been an impressive amount of of cash you guys have, have yeah, managed really. to get support for in a very short period of time, which I was stoked to see. Yeah, but, it's um, silly. Yeah, because I, I hate, it's, it's I, hate it. <laughs> I bet. Is it, does it put, do you feel like it puts a lot of pressure on you guys to make something awesome? But I mean, the five iron friends are pretty unique folks anyway. Well, they've all reached a point where they've got good paying jobs and they've got that kind of money to just <laughs> let go of now. <laughs> right. Like, for instance, I'm going to show you guys something. Okay. Uh, I bought, I went, I needed melatonin. So I bought the gummies. <laughs> yeah. That's, my daughter takes that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like, I make this kind of money now. <laughs> I can, I can get the gummies. Yeah, it's, it's, that's awesome. See, you should have, yeah. put, you should have put that in the uh, Kickstarter like description. You know, Reese needs melatonin gummies. So no, <laughs> please be generous I, with your money. <laughs> I feel so guilty because I'm already, you know, like I have a a decent job. We're all okay. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, we lost something somewhere. Um, by by paying for the Kickstarter thing, but yeah. on the other hand, you're right. It makes you feel incredibly guilty because I'm like I'm already at the stage where I can buy gummy melatonins. <laughs> you know, people. Yeah, it's well. It, we were talking about this the other day. So like I'm like we now that we're older, it's weird because it feels like a lot of our generation in general. You're a, a few years older than us, but not excessively. And it's it's this weird place that we've all kind of like morphed into. And it's very strange because I feel like a lot of us still have these. Like for me, 2002 is like yeah, four or five years ago. Yeah. You know, it's still okay. a really recent time. And I just, it's an odd place to be. And like, I'm super yeah. stoked that like guys I love, like you, like MXPX, what a couple years ago now, they they did, they crowdfunded their record. You guys have your slick shoes is popping out with the new record, some, which is. Fucking fantastic right. so far. Yeah. But, so cool. Um, and you guys are single is yes. amazing. But uh, thank you. If you can sort through what I'm saying, by the way, it, I I kind of <laughs> talk like I have dicks in my mouth when I get going fast. So uh, I, I I apologize. So when I told my son that that we're gonna have you on the night, so my kids are quite a bit older than Stevens because he started I, having I kids. I started when he was very 10. young. I started very young, and so my kids' uh, daughter is 19, son 20, son 24, and. So I told my youngest son, I was talking to him on the phone the other day, 
And uh, he said, you got anybody coming on? So I said, yeah, we have Reese Roper coming on. I didn't expect him to know you by name. He knows Five Iron Frenzy. I didn't expect him to know you by name, but he's but his exact response was not not the same as as Stevenson. But he said, "That's uh, that's kind of badass." Yeah. And then he says, "Wait, no, that's actually very badass." Right. So did he uh, put a period in between bad and ass? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. But you know, it's it, on the phone. Maybe I dropped the period at some point in, in the call. So. Yeah. It could be a, a like a, a slash. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. bad. That's bad slash ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, thank you. That's that's terrible parenting for both of you. <laughs> thank you. I, well, I, I pride myself in, in how terrible of a parent I actually am. So, I pride um, myself in my kids having decent taste in music. So, yeah, you got that. Yeah. So, but uh, I don't know. It's but yeah. But for both of us, like for me, like I texted him and I was like, oh man, we got I got Reese Roper agreed to come on for some unknown reason. And then Joey texted me, who the fuck is Reese Roper? And I was like, well, like <laughs> no, it was a joke. Just right. just to clear that up, it was a joke trying to piss Stephen off. Yeah, I know. So. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, I was gonna say, you know, it's funny. Like we were talking about, and we won't get talk about five iron the entire time but um the first time i saw you guys was um uh i think it was the echoing green and the w's and you guys back wow yeah and then, where were we in tennessee i think it was i you know I where are you guys it. at in tennessee by the way knoxville yeah we're in knoxville but we grew up very close to nashville yeah. so okay yeah um yeah we i don't think we ever played knoxville I, actually one time we played outside of Knoxville. Yeah. Okay. I bet, I bet in that Memphis was... a couple times, Nashville a ton. It might have been in Memphis. It was some tiny church, like in a youth center. Um, Chattanooga had a pretty decent uh, venue for yeah, a while. It might have been. Ch- I don't know. Anyway, it was some weird church. And then a few times in the years, and then I think, I don't know if you were there, but probably like, in Atlanta. In 2003, your uh, mm-hmm. farewell tour, I saw you guys at Rocket Town, was my last, the last show. And then, yeah. Um, all right. I missed all the last ones with MXPX and all that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. I think I live like four hours from you guys right now. Yeah, really? You're you're in Virginia, right? Like Staunton, Stanford? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. So uh, it is it is officially pronounced Staunton. Staunton. But Staunton. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, like I I think Stonewall Jackson had his headquarters here. Okay. And then and then when they moved in, Sheridan or Custer, some somebody was pushing people out of the. Right. The breadbasket of the Confederacy that is the Shenandoah Valley. Right, right. They they spared the city, so it made it through the Civil War. It's got all these old historic buildings, but the locals. This is the legend. So the locals, when um, when the Civil War is over, they started pronouncing it Stanton, because they knew the people from the north would correct them. They'd be like, <laughs> "It's Staunton." And then they could tell who was a, a Yankee or not, <laughs> which I am. So yeah. great. Now, are, so along those lines, you obviously, based on a lot of uh, songwriting, past songs, like you have a pretty, mm. uh, pretty in-depth knowledge slash interest in history. Does that is that kind of just a personal thing? Was it a part of like education, or is it just something you've been passionate about? It's a kind of a you know random question but um it's because yeah. it's, it's it's a, a theme that comes up a lot in, in you know your various albums and records and so on and so forth etc yeah um 
especially I think like Native American history has come up yeah. several times in Five Arm Frenzy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It for me as a as a kid, um, I can remember being in second grade and I see this with my daughter, you know, that they, they kids put on these plays. They have to do like a history play. That's what our school did. Um so <laughs> oh man. So the the people from um from my school, the fifth graders did a Native American history thing, or it was American history, but what I I got out of it was these somebody loved Native Americans and the fifth graders had like full war bonnets, like floor length oh, wow. war bonnets. There was like three or four of them in this play when I was in second grade and yeah, I no lost one cared my about mind. cultural appropriation back then. <laughs> no, no. And you know, whatever. I, no, I don't want to, I'm just kidding. I don't want to dog on the fifth grade at Steamboat Springs uh, <laughs> elementary school at the time. But for me, I, I just, I was like, the, your whole point, this was in the seventies and your whole experience with, with native Americans was seeing them on the Lone Ranger or on yeah. movies right. where they're just getting, they were the bad guys. They were getting massacred, you right. know, and they were the bad guys and the Cowboys were the good guys. And I saw this and I kind of lost my mind. Yeah. I, I was like, this is something I've never seen. It, I saw this nobility and, and just this amazing pride in the fifth graders wearing this guy's <laughs> right. war bonnets. And I just, I, I, this is the kind of kid I was, is I would just bring home like five books from the library. I would always max out the library on both sides, you know, school library and the, and the town library. Yeah. Um, but I would just read books about Indians all the time nice. and about history. And so that's where a lot of that stuff came from. Okay. I was, I've always, I've always been, been curious what the, what the connection was, was there. Um, I know for me, like a lot of your songs too. Um, and there's been some dude that's been tweeting, um, about like all your controversial songs over the year and, and all the lyrics out uh, recent, uh, I guess over the last, what, 28 days of, Offensive yeah. Five Iron Frenzy songs, I think, are the the, the tweet stream. But um, oh, have you seen so that? proud of that? Yeah, it's no, awesome. yeah, yeah. That makes my heart sore like a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, but like you guys, as far as on on that regard, like for me as a as a young kid, like I was really, I had a hard time in the South with the a lot of the blind patriotism and a lot of the the shit people dug into, like as far as if you're a Christian, you have to be, you know, behind the flag, you stand behind everything the president does. And this is, you know, this is what it means to well, be a Christian. Well, unless it's Obama, you don't stand behind what Right, because, you does. know, not my president. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, but it was like, like, so somebody that felt really isolated, like having other things that validated the fact that I, I'm not the only one that feels like despondent towards all this bullshit that's coming out around me that, you know, that patriotism does not equal Christianity does not equal even whether being a good person or, or does that make sense? Like I'm kind of I'm spitting all my words here, but um, it, yeah. was, it was a cool thing to have some validation for those uh, viewpoints. In other words, you birthed anarchy. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, Great. I, mean, I think about that as well. I mean, that's what's so, that's why all the music I listened to when I was 16 years old and 17 years old was so, 
is still so important to me because it's like you and I didn't like so Stephen and I we never really did quite fit in in the South. Like that was with, super popular. <laughs> super popular fitting in aren't the same thing. <laughs> But uh, but the, all that music kind of did something. It, it kind of brought those of us, I guess, I guess who the uh, the people in the South would call us Hellions, kind of brought <laughs> us all together a little bit. It it was it was very much a a joining thing. So I mean, yeah. honestly, and like in 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 the uh, at the risk of sounding, I'm just blowing smoke up your ass. Like like thanks, like legitimately. That's not what you're blowing to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't want to be a Deborah Downer, but Please. I'm also I'm also on call and I am a nurse and so can I have can I pause for a second no, and abso- call these ab- people ab- back? No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, we'll, give we'll me pause this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, you guys look great. Thanks. Thanks. Thank yeah, you. We're, we're 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 back now. I I forgot yeah. to hit record on the video for anybody watching this, so it's kind All of right, now we're back. Stream, so yeah. I'm, as usual, I, I fucked it up. Sorry, It's Joey. a good thing I'm running the side camera to pick up on Oh, that, yeah. That so what, why are you upset? Well, because no one can see uh, Reese from that camera. But they can hear Reese, and I he has that, that angelic tenor that no, just I, no, I agree. through these microphones. I agree, yeah. So. Oh, you're still there. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, I'm, I just completely lost. Well, we paused recording for a moment because he uh, yeah. is on call, and he had to go save a life. So Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. So that's actually one thing I was going to ask about, because now like all of you guys are older, like you're like, I know you're uh, a nurse, but aren't you like head of department division, whatever. So like you're an important dude. I, yeah, I don't feel important. Right. I feel like I've, I've faked my way into this job, but I have, I've become the director of nursing of a continuing care uh, community. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's about a thousand people that live in this community, oh, wow. and I'm the the director of nursing. Gotcha. Nice. Sounds it sounds very exciting and, and fancy, <laughs> but so how, how does that work when you go out on tour? Do you just have to do you take a leave of absence, or what? what yeah, we we don't tour. Right. <laughs> well, we you, just you go out places. Sorry. Right. So I take off a Friday. Oh, okay. Then, I see. I see. Right. Like I fly out Thursday night. Okay. Hopefully my flight makes it and I sleep, hopefully can sleep in, but usually can't unless I take a lot of melatonin. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it the same process for like the whole, when you guys record, I imagine with like eight people that gets a little challenging scheduling sessions. I mean, so Man, yeah. Yeah. This, this whole thing is the weirdest ever because it's COVID. Right. Yeah. So um, we had been, writing songs scott our bass player has a really nice studio that he built in his basement and he should be doing this for a living he just i think doesn't deal with people very well okay so i think when you're a producer you have to there's a lot of just like oh that's great you guys are sounding good or and he's (laughs) he will not do that so he could not do it for a living (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was he, a really good take. You should do that one more time. Uh, yeah. He's not like that. He would just be like, dude, that fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Yeah. So um, so he he could do it for a living, but he he won't. Okay. 
he has a really nice studio in his basement. And so we had just been demoing stuff and finally got to this point where Andy, our drummer, just said, hey, I'm going to come over and track those songs. And then all of a sudden we're, we're like eight songs into it where he's tracked yeah. that stuff. Scott has played, you know, Scott can really play anything, but he played all the guitar for the demo stuff and he plays bass. You know, he's played guitar in five iron, so everything is fine. Yeah. Sounds great. And we're to the point where we're like, well, let's maybe we should think about making an album. So we we actually have been working on this we've been working on it for like seven years, you know, nice. just throwing songs out, um, kind of messing with them. Mostly we had probably about six songs ready. And then in the last, probably since January, we just kind of hit our stride where Scott and I are writing really well together and we're nice. bouncing things off each other. He mails me stuff and then I'll record something and he'll tell me to do it again. <laughs> Well, if and if you want to know more of that story, definitely check out the uh, Mike Harris podcast because you guys talk about that a, a good. Chunk oh, we did super interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so, my, yes. So we're close. Right. We have. Um, I went to Florida to record vocals because I can't get good vocal takes of myself. Right. Um, hey, I'm going to interrupt you for just a second. Yeah. I'm sorry. We got a, a phone call. It just came in. This happened to me too. I did the same right? thing to you guys. Hello. Hello. Hey, buddy, what you doing? Um, you said to call in like fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> That's all right. Um, we got somebody on the phone. You wanted to say hi to? Yeah. Yeah. What's up, dude? Hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, what's up? What are you doing? Are you still in the car? No, I'm at my grandma's house right now. That's cool. Yeah. So How's you, your grandma? Good. So you said you, had, you wanted to ask uh, Reese Roper a question? Yep. What you got? Oh, I'm a, how long have you been playing guitar for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this I'm, is great. Like... Wow. Since I was 10, which makes me, so I'm 47, so 37 years, which means I should be good at it, but I am awful. <laughs> so did, did you want, you, you said you wanted to tell, um, Mr. Reese a joke. Yep. Okay. I'm ready. Um, all right. Why does the chicken cross the road? Why? The bomb North Korea. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I know that was going there? Oh. Oh this is a God. very good Tennessee joke. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh, all right, buddy. Did you have anything else you want to say to Reese Roper? Um, yes, I am your biggest fan. <laughs> I'm also your biggest fan. Hey, say hi to your grandma. I hope you have a fun time over there. <laughs> All <right>. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling, buddy. I love you. Bye. Have a good day, Bye. That was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Jude. 
Oh man, yeah. I don't know. Good. I don't know what it is with. Oh my god. So I was I was um, talking to him about uh, <laughs> with all the election stuff. He has a very split family. His mom's my ex wife is a cop over there, so he gets a lot of. A lot going on right now uh, with what he hears, and I, I just asked him. I was like, "So, buddy, what do you think? What do you think about the election? What do you think about the the president and everything that's going on?" And he goes, "I don't know nothing about that." I was like, "Okay." I was like, "But if if what do you think? What do, what have you heard? Like, what what's your opinion?" He said, "Well, I heard that Trump doesn't like taxes, and taxes are bad, and he has way better YouTube commercials. So <laughs> I think he's a good guy." And I was like, "Okay." Well, at least at least you know you have some you know some sound logic there, buddy. I, it's know, as sound as anyone else's logic. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So that's oh god. That's, he's a he's ridiculous. He lives on a whole different plane of existence. But anyway, I did not mean to interrupt your your story. No, it's it's fine. I feel the same way when my kids say things against Trump because mm-hmm. I, I'm like. Where did you hear this? How did you, you know, like, did you come to this conclusion on your own? Because then then I'm cool with it. But if you're just parroting back something that you heard your mom or I say, or you heard, you know, like your friends say, it doesn't mean anything. Right. And I try to have the same, you know, the same conversation about that stuff because I try to let them, I mean, he's 10, right? So you have to give them some direction in, in, in life, but for a lot of that yeah. stuff, like I try not to influence too much or have those conversations around him, all those kind of things, because he's ten. He doesn't need to think about what's going on in the presidency and all that. Like I feel like it's important for them to know a little bit what's going on in the world, but yeah. not so much you know specifics of why this guy's an asshole or you know whatever the case may be. You know, he's, it's hard though. Yeah, it is. Yep. It, 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 it is difficult. It's really hard to just be like, I don't know. Our president, you should respect him. <laughs> it's really yeah. hard now. Yeah. No, it's 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 a challenging time for everyone. It's, yeah. it's a lot of, at our house, it's a lot of just like, we should pray for him. Right. <laughs> Let's, pray. Let's pray for the president. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of that. Yeah. Well, like yeah. the North Korea thing, like I said, his his grandparents there are that very, still very conservative, staunchly Southern Baptist, you know, the whole thing. So he hears yeah. a lot of that stuff. So I mean, that's that's his own joke, though. He did he did make that up. So he's, yeah. he's got that going good for him. him. He's working it. Yeah. That's good for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, we don't have to talk about my shithead kid. <laughs> So, <laughs> so you you were, what you were saying? You flew to Florida because you don't get good vocal takes on your own. Yeah. So I did. I didn't fly. I, I was afraid because of COVID. Oh, yeah. I drove. So I drove down there. I rented a car and drove down there. Um, did we? I, I was there about a week, and we only had. I think Scott and Andy had only tracked eleven songs, so that's what we did. There was nothing else we could have pulled out mm-hmm. so we have eight more songs okay that have we've written i don't know if i'll ever get to track them though <laughs> so we might this might be the kickstarter you know it might just be this yeah um i've talked well, to jeremy you can, you can cut us into that then if you want to <laughs> there you go these 11 songs yeah um we we kind of want there to be more um, I get in trouble with the guys in the band. Not in trouble. They make fun of me because I, I have this. I mean, it's it's a complete superstition about prime numbers. Mm-hmm. 
this is where you're gonna you're gonna be like this guy's crazy. <laughs> I I um <clears throat> I'm really obsessed with prime numbers lately. I think that uh if this, it's so weird. When I drive, I set my cruise control to a prime number. Nice. I'll be like, it's gotta be seventy-three or sixty-seven. Mm-hmm. Depending on what you're in. I mean, if you're in a 70, uh, you got to go 73. If you're in a 65, 67. Okay. Um, mm, that's I don't all know. the time we have today. No. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> no. I don't know why. It just it makes me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Somehow I, I bet like, that didn't come up on the podcast with Mike Herrera. <laughs> no, it did not. So, so like, this is my thing. When you read the Bible, when you, you know, like, uh, there's a lot of numbers in there. There's a lot of people that have all these wacky theories about numerology. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, especially, so the Hebrew, each letter was assigned a number. Mm-hmm. And the copying of the, of the, um, of the Torah of, of like all Hebrew scripture was done like in a, in a mathematical formula. So they could tell if you're a good rabbi, you could tell if it was miscopied because it, it followed a mathematical pattern with the numbers of each letter, which is mind boggling. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it, it just blows your mind that that such a thing exists, but like, what I like to think is that most of the time when it mentions a number in the Bible, it is a prime number. You know, so there's like one God who's in three three parts. There's actually like a verse in Revelation that talks about the seven spirits of the living God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Revelations. It's like in the first chapter. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> there you go. I just told everybody, hey, if you read the Bible. It's <laughs> um, the weirdest way I've ever heard someone tell people they should read the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Or like, so repetitions of like one, mm-hmm. the numbers one, two, three, and seven. Right. Um, it's just, I, I, I love that. It's, it's cool mathematically. They're prime numbers. They, they cannot be divided. And so I started thinking about it and I was like, you know what makes a good album order is when you do prime numbers, you know, like if you, your first song, your second song, your third song, they're all great. Your fifth song is great. Your seventh song is great. Your 11th song, if it's your last song and then 13, if you do an extra long album. Yeah. Yeah. But screw that sixth song. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I think, I don't think we've ever made anything less than, 13 yeah. except for eps yeah well even so, like uh what the one ep with all the pants songs i mean even though that was like you know a, a true yeah. ep but then it still was like 74 tracks 70, total. 74 pants songs yeah it was it was there's a, one about kingdom of the dinosaurs there's a whole bunch that of was stuff. one of the first discoveries that jude made and that's his yeah it's a gateway drug it's a gateway drug man <laughs> So you, we get is, the kids. Is that ever been a thing uh, for you guys? Because you've always guys have always had a pretty and girl. Excuse me for being a sexist asshole. Um, you say guys because we're from Colorado and you can always refer to all people as guys. Okay, okay, but uh, it, a lot of people that I know got into you guys, like you said, the gateway drugs of of the the silly songs. But did you ever get feel pinned in by because? 
most five iron friends I know or I see online are pretty open. You know, they're openly open about their hatred um, and disdain for, for the music. Um, but uh, was there ever like a time that you had to kind of say, well, we got to get a little more serious with shit so we don't get pigeonholed into this silly stuff? Or has it all been pretty fluid for you guys? Um, we try to bring balance to those things. Yeah. I think we always try and have, I feel like we're shying away from the silly stuff. Um, just for the fact that we have a lot of other things to say. Yeah, for sure. You need to have the silly stuff. It's yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If we, if we can't get a silly song on this album, we're probably going to have to release cheeses of Nazareth three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I, I love the, the disdain that's currently on your face. It's heartwarming. No, I, I think it's really, it's, those are the, most fun of all songs to make yeah, for sure so are, are there any of those songs that you just if you if you never had to perform it again you would be that would be great <laughs> I, I i think i know the one he's gonna say but i <laughs> so uh, of songs that we not. play a lot of? well just uh, any of those songs that you that you, like the silly songs if you never had to play it again that would be great yeah we just don't play them we just don't so the ones you don't play you don't have anything that fans like borderline demand to hear um (laughs) the silly songs that we do play we i think we play like um we play you probably shouldn't move here just about every show which is super silly but it's also a good point to make (laughs) It's it's about trying to convince people not to move to Colorado, right? So it's still it still has meaning, and I think everybody <laughs> loves it. Um, so did you guys I, did you guys learn like through uh, through Mike and them's like mishaps that you don't beg people to move to where where you're at? <laughs> yeah. just, as soon as you said that, my immediate thought was move to Bremerton, and I was like. Oh, that's a completely different approach to, to your fans. Yeah, I bet they had like 20 stalkers that day just show up. <laughs> hey, do you know where Mike Herrera lives? Oh, I'm sure we talked about it when we were teenagers, when we graduated high school, go, driving to Bremerton and just seeing if we could find Mike, Tom, and Yuri. I mean, because yeah, we knew they were in Bremerton. Get, like, it's it's got to be easy they, to find them. <laughs> there probably is like a Navy recruitment office there, oh, sure. and they send you there. Yeah. Welcome to Bremerton. Right? Yeah. You, live, you can live here and work on submarines. That's right. <laughs> so, All right. So. What, did you have to go ahead? No, no, no. I was just going back to where I didn't want to completely derail it. I, I hate you. I know you do. <laughs> but yet you come here every week. I know. It's because you won't drive to my house. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> Are you guys in the same room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're sitting directly across really? from each other. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I totally thought you were in your own no, house. No, no. We're we're holding hands actually beside <laughs> the computer while we. Oh, talk that's to you. not that. I, that's your hand. The I thought that was something else. World needs now. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We're sitting. It's just easier when we do a Zoom call for us each to set up a laptop so for the video. So yeah. that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Damn COVID. We're gonna we're gonna be around each other. Well, actually, what it boils down to is, if I get COVID, he's fucking gonna get COVID. Like I'm not going through it by myself. Well, we're also about the only people that will be around the other one so that's true look, look what i found out ross though <laughs> nice black black face mask nice it's rock and i roll. feel like i'm in, like i 
I'm in Cobra. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like, do you see this? That's I a, need a blue helmet. That's and we're ready. That is that is fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I was I was joking uh, with him before. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna introduce Reese when he comes on. I'm gonna be like, and now we've got the guy because we couldn't get Mike Carrera. So you know, welcome, welcome Reese Rutherford. And not for not trying. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you guys want to talk about MXPX? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Okay, You're just happened to be on Mike's podcast recently. We're both big fans of you guys and MXPX. Right. So. And we I'm have, we have reached out to Mike multiple times to have him as a guest with <laughs> no response whatsoever. So. Well, why would he? Yeah, right, anyway. but, yeah sure. But no, okay. dude, when we randomly connected on, on Twitter, I was so jazzed. Like, I called him. I was like, oh, my God, this is the best day. You know, I was super stoked. So, Because um, really, it boils into my childhood dream of us being best friends one day. You know, that's, you know, neighboring houses, the weird shit. No, I'm kidding. But so most excited <laughs> yeah. I've seen a 40-year-old man in a long time. <laughs> It can happen. It can. It, it, can. it can. And it should. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, Are you guys both drinking? So you both have the George Dickel. Yes. Yeah, both got the George Dickel. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Good. Yeah, what yeah. are you drinking? I'm drinking gin, but nice. I put it in kombucha. Oh, So okay. this is like... This is like an, a uh, hippie for loco. Yes, yeah, nice. my, my wife loves some kombucha. I can't... Oh, I can't stand it. it. She's yeah. all about it. My daughter I don't think... It. It, I think there's people that like make kombucha in their basement and they're like, they're probably right now revolting. Right. My, my <laughs> wife made the homemade shit for a while. She got the whatever it is and, and let it ferment. And she would. She's all about yeah. Well, she's gotten really into like herbal stuff and uh, energy work and all that stuff yeah. over the last few years. And then like the history of um, like witches in America, how a lot of them were like granny healers and like persecuted just because they were still practicing medicine instead of whatever in this whole thing but uh i did not make that jump with you <laughs> <laughs> thank you i didn't hey, uh, suddenly witchcraft <laughs> all right you're welcome okay you're, you're, you're welcome suddenly. <laughs> uh, all right that, act, that actually brings in well it's really funny because we've talked about that stuff before and uh there's this really weird evolution that's happened like with with Christianity and I, I feel like our generation of people and yours, like over the last, I don't know, like a lot of the people that were like really big in the, in the nineties, heavily in the Christian movement, whether it was in the rock and roll or like master's commission and, and all this other stuff. Um, there's kind of been this weird from the church's perspective, a big fallout, uh, so to yeah. speak. Um, but these people, but there's a lot of people because I feel like they were so disenfranchised and, and kind of let down by what, was portrayed Christianity to be and the world did not reflect like reality didn't reflect what was being fed to them. And so yeah. there was a lot of, um, I guess uh, people that either walked away completely or realized, you know, it's gotta be something different than what I've been fed. And so like, I'm going to make my own way through this shit. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like most, most of our country is in this space. No. I, I, th I think the church used to have such a hold on people because it made you socially acceptable to go to church. Mm -hmm. It made you uh, a, a member, like an upstanding member of your community. Right. And now it's almost like a stigma. It's it's almost something that makes you seem like a, a shifty person. Right. Yeah. And that's 
well, that like, is not the character of Christ. Right. Well, like I was, I went to Bible school back in the day. I was a full time <clears throat> pastor and did the pastor thing for a, a short period of time. Uh, feels like a lifetime ago. And then after kind of getting like behind the curtain, so to speak, and seeing how things were run, and it was just a business. And then you know the the the, right. the love for people really wasn't there that much. And then my first marriage completely tanked and fell apart. And then it was like, oh, you're divorced now. You're no longer welcome. Yep. In, in, in what we do in, in our world and doesn't matter what you're wanting or what your uh, what your intentions are like because of this one event that happened in your life we don't want any part of that um, and for me that was kind of the big like well fuck you guys then yeah. <laughs> you know and then I ended up military and all that other stuff down the road and made me the fine upstanding man I obviously am today <laughs> but um, but I've noticed that with a lot of people that I knew during that time, is they're either completely out of the whole thing. Uh, most of them that had these God ordained marriages that you know they just had to fight through some spiritual warfare to to marry their partners. Um, you know, have ended up divorced and broken homes, and yeah. it's just been like this. Uh, at least in my experience, it's just been this uh, this plague of of brokenness that's come out of that period of time in the church, and I've always found that really fascinating. I guess, if, if lack of a better word. Yeah, I think I think our whole country is in that spot. Either either they're going to church because, um, it's because expected. It, because it's expected, or it feels safe to them, mm-hmm. or I, I don't. I kind of want to throw all, all the churches under the bus because I think there's some good churches. But Absolutely. I we have a friend that that runs a, a great church in, in, uh, in yeah yeah. yeah. But I, I feel like that that hold that church had for almost, you know, the greater point, part of maybe 2,000 years, let's say 1,000 years. Okay. Um, it's gone. It, it, it's no longer a thing to go to church. It, it's, it's negative. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. well, we've, you, we've, you can. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I just, I mean, like you can mourn that you can mm-hmm. be like, Oh man, I really love Sunday school. I love this thing. And bummer that's gone. Right. Or like for me, I'm rejoicing in this. I, I feel that that Jesus is real. This, this is the love of Christ means something to me. Right. And it has to, it has to, if, if, if this is real, it will live on. It will live on in people's houses. Mm-hmm. It will live on in wh- whatever. You know, like right. all, all these Christian bookstores are out of business. All these churches are like, like the other day, I drove by a church that was being built. And I was just like, why? Yeah. Why would you build a new church? There's yeah. probably a thousand churches like you, you could fine just by doing a Google search that wants you to right. move and take over their building because nobody goes there anymore. Yeah. It's and um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, to me, this is, this is amazing. I, I feel like you can mourn the loss of that or you can stand back and just watch the, watch yeah. Jesus work. Yeah. If he's real, if the Holy Spirit is real, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's funny in that regard. Like my, my whole belief system has changed significantly um, since then. And I'm, I don't want to get into any 
bullshit debate of any kind. Like that's not the, the point of this. But even even with all of that stuff, like that's uh, what I one thing I try to tell the kids and other people. Like as much of an asshole as I am, like compassion and kindness go so far because the, there's a, a huge lack of that with a lot of people in the midst of the selfishness and, and the the world revolving around you and your bubble and anything outside of that is, is irrelevant because I gotta get from A to B or whatever the case may be. Like just even kindness to people that you wouldn't usually want to be kind to like goes so far. And that's why I try to tell the kids, man, the most important things you can be are like kind and brave and like compassionate. Um, because if, if nothing else, cause, uh, like I've said like the world's a, a shitty enough place as it is without, uh, you good. <laughs> the, Go in. Yeah. Let's <laughs> say the, the world's a shitty enough place without the people just being jerks to everybody. Like the least you can do is show some kindness to, to people that, that need it. Yes. These are my little people. This is Era. Hi. Well, I think Linda, come here. Show them your thing. This is Lyndon. That looks like a, my daughter has one of those as well. One of those those things? Yes. Yeah. They, they both have one. The five-year-old, it stopped working, so we have to like take it apart and my, glue it back together. My daughter's 19, and she has one of those, yes. Let see if we can exchange it. You're going to exchange it. Yeah. There's a cool toy store where we live here in Stanton, Virginia oh, called okay. Puffer Bellies. And they sell cool toys like this, but you can also exchange them. Nice. If you unwind the spinny bracelet. <laughs> well, we are at the point where we usually take a quick break. So do you want to take five or ten so you can take care of your kiddos there and pop yeah. them on? Thanks so, so much, you guys. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll keep the call going and everything, and then we'll be back in about 10 minutes or so. So just 10 minutes. Take your time. Take, no, it can be longer yeah. than that. We just, we'll keep it running just so we can see you when you pop back on. But. Yep. All right. All right. I'll be right back. Yep. Yeah, yeah, thanks. So, because we had it, <laughs> I, I noticed you just hit record now. because this is a, we yeah, had this conversation. So, we had a guy in that's local to Knoxville, a, a buddy that has a hair product company, Anchors Away, to give him a shout out, Ben Miller. Um, he, okay. makes, he makes great products from beard balm and, and wax and paste and all that. Anyway. Pomade. And pomades, yep. And so Stephen cornered him and was like, tell Joey that his hair, that's disgusting and nasty. And he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Uh, yeah, but he had to. He wouldn't agree with Stephen, but he wouldn't validate me either. But three years ago, no, I quit the, the washing my is, though, hair. The whole point is, it's not about cleaning your three hair. Three years ago. It, it's about cleaning, three years ago. It's about cleaning your scalp, so your now, skin. So That's what it's about. The way I do it what? is right. when, when I disgusting. take a shower, it's I like soap on the rest of my body, just like normal. And then I just hot water rinse through my hair. It's like I'm washing my hair, but there's no shampoo no, involved. No, it's not like you're and washing And so, no, I'm saying I do the, I go through the motions, but it's just hot water. The only time my hair gets washed is every three weeks when I get a haircut, the girl washes my hair. That's it. For, and, and my hair has never felt, my hair has never felt better. You get a haircut every three weeks? I get a haircut every three weeks. I'm vain like that. Oh, he's frozen again. Well. But that's a great face to be. Yeah. Hey, there he is. Yeah. Sorry, you froze up for a second. Yes, I get a haircut every three weeks. Yes. I'm super jealous. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. But I try to it's tell It's called him, self-care. It's not about washing your hair. It's <laughs> about How much does it cost? Uh, tip and all, about 40 bucks. Dang. Yeah, I know. I don't want to talk about my melatonin money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, like, I mean, like, I have... <laughs> 
we don't make any money on this podcast, so it's no, all, it's all off my see, day job. But, but you have fantastic hair. Thank Show you very me much. it again. Let's see it again, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so do you have that's forty year old hair right family? there? That's forty year old hair. <laughs> yeah, like I'm getting thin back here. Definitely up front. I just kind of hide it with a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But you're. Yeah, man. That's amazing. I'm telling you, quit washing your hair. <sighs> Don't. But again, <laughs> saying it, it's not about washing your hair. It's about washing your scalp. My scalp is fine. If my scalp was bad, I would I would be littered with... It's not about being with... bad or good. It's about being fucking clean. Sure. It's like but I you, would have... you wash the rest of your body. Why not just stop doing that and rinse with hot water? awful dandruff if my scalp was as bad off as no, you say. No, it's clean not about being dry or moisturized. It's about being clean. My ancestors didn't use soap. Your ancestors smelled like assholes. Yeah, I don't think that's a good, uh, ever a good argument. If you're ever like, people are not naturally supposed to do that. No, I don't feel. I don't feel that <laughs> way. But I had heard. I had heard both sides of the argument about that soap, that shampoo strips it away, conditioner puts it back, and it's I and I heard, heard hair. I had heard both sides of this argument about scalp and hair, and I just said, you know what? Screw it. I will go and not wash my hair, and let me just see for myself. And my hair and scalp and everything has never felt better. I, I want to hear Reese right. Rupert call you a disgusting trash it's person. It's fine. I don't care. It's not no, going to change me. It's not going to change <laughs> what I do. Three weeks is Half fine. of me wants to try this, but I also I'll tell you, the first, to... the first two to four weeks, your hair is going to be a greasy mess. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. At our age, it may not, but I know when I... Does it smell weird? No. Yes. No, he it smells does. terrible you're, all the time. You're so fucking insane, man. No, it he's does right. Not. He's right across from you, and he he's, says you stink. He would say anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he would say anything to me. We've been friends for like 23 years. He would say whatever it took to make himself right and me wrong. We're one episode away okay. from not being friends anymore. I just want you to know it's this. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. Jesus. By, if you're just joining us, by the way, we have the... Uh, Who just joins in the middle of a podcast? I don't know, but I'm just Who does saying, that? I Who like just to takes a podcast and goes, you know what? I'll start an hour. Well, I do. I do, I do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like... <laughs> First oh. half is probably garbage. Yeah. By the way, Reese Roper looks like just a slightly less sexy Ryan Reynolds. You think so? Just slightly. God bless, okay. God. God bless you for saying that. That's so uh, nice. Yeah. If I, it's my dream. It's a one day. Oh, yeah, God. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's my full on. I have a full on Ryan Reynolds man boner. I will. I will. There's like the one one dude you would be like, well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> at go. least for at least for cuddling. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. yeah. That is absolutely the, the truth. My yeah. wife, my wife has accepted this as well. Right, Cause, probably because she has the same feelings for Ryan as well. No, no she doesn't. She's her into dream, she's into dream, Willem Dafoe. Her, her dream man is William Dafoe. What? Yes, she's into Willem Dafoe. Yes, yep. dude. We we, have, we we cornered is, her one day. What does and was that like, say made, about me? We made her gifts. We were talking about Ryan Reynolds, and we said, "Well, who's your? Who would be your choice?" And she's like, "I don't know. Someone like uh, Willem Dafoe." <laughs> what? <laughs> You didn't at least go with like Jeff Daniels or something. Yeah, how to, straight, straight to the Green Goblin. Yeah, that that, that, that <laughs> right. makes me feel fantastic about what I look like in the mirror. Oh God! 
Yeah, these conversations never go well. Yeah. You know, like, do do you have an open relationship with your wife where you're like, who's your celebrity crush? Because that's just probing for what do you want to fight about later? (laughs) Yeah. So I've been married almost 21 years and we've had these conversations before. And thankfully, it's never ended in a fight. It's all it's it's it is a strange thing because I always I say always mostly name off people that are similar to my wife and she doesn't she names off people that are absolutely 100 percent different from me they're not the do same do color as me purpose? they wash their hair they do <laughs> i mean uh some of it sure he intentionally loses like weight loss uh efforts together like he does worse simply because he's a he's a way better human being than i am because yeah. i'd be like oh i crushed you i did a great job yeah yeah we, we've never competed at it but i always make yeah. sure that that i don't do as good and maybe that's patriarchal and misogynistic. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's considered and sweet. Well, that's you. how you stay married. Yeah, I guess. That's why I've been married three times and you've been married one time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm great at relationships, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like he's just Reese is like, ah, fuck. The first half of this was fun. But Jesus no, God. man, I'm, I'm also bad at it. I'm uh, yeah. I, yeah, fighting. That's my wife. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I've been. Yeah. My wife is the breadwinner. So that's why I can afford $40 haircuts every three weeks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She hasn't always always been, but she has been for the last couple of years. So have you seen the Dave Chappelle skit where he is like married to Oprah? Yeah. I've been rewatching Chappelle show lately. So there's no, there's no dude that doesn't want that. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. I I not at all. Like compared to you being the breadwinner and your wife, not No, It's so much better. The other way. I want the other thing. she, (laughs) She said yesterday with my daughter standing there, um, so my daughter's the only one of my kids that still lives at home while she's in college. And, uh-huh. and she said yesterday, she was like, I <laughs> she's don't also wanna... your only like kid that I like. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no, she's, uh, <laughs> she said uh, something along the lines of, I don't want to go to work anymore. I should have, I should have married someone rich or something like that. Like I should have married a millionaire or something like that. Or I should have married someone that was going to be rich. And I was like, I don't know what I did to make you think I was going to be rich one day. I was 18 years old. Well, but no matter what, we always have each other. That's that's true. That's why we that's so that's why Stephen and I have stayed friends for so long. We're the only two people that could tolerate each other for this many years. Yeah. So Yeah. So anyway. But uh, you, Proud of you guys. Yeah, thanks. Oh, by Proud the way, as, as long as I was earlier dropping uh, names for shows and showing how cool I am, you know, in, in the history of ever. And I actually also saw you play as Roper back in the day in, uh, <laughs> in, in Franklin, Tennessee, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. It was dude. Holy shit. Uh, Dang it! Who opened for us? I don't they're remember. Freaking... I was trying to remember that too. No, you need to. You need to remember this because they're huge. I don't. I have had too much of the kombucha. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> um, God bless it. I remember in that place. Whoever owned that. This is what Nashville is like. 
you'll play some some show and they'll be like, oh, it's also a label showcase. There's John Bonham's drum set. <laughs> and it's like the huge orange, like plexiglass John mm-hmm. Bonham drum set. Yeah. And it's just sitting there. It was a cool it's, venue. It was like attached to some studio or something like that. It was, it was a pretty cool spot. Right. Some, some freaking billionaire is just like, yeah. whatever. But it was it was my kid. Big, my kid fell into it yesterday. It's John Bonham's drum set. <laughs> Who opened up for us? I, it did. I feel ridiculously stupid for not remembering this. I tr- on, I, I've I googled it, but it's not really giving be- because me because you played so few shows. You should remember every band you've ever played with, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but it's it's like on the tip of my tongue. I feel stupid for not thinking about it. It was, gosh, dang it. If I just look like on my iTunes playlist, I will find them. We'll wait. What is this band? I'm trying not to keep talking. I'm trying to let you let you process. Yeah. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Apparently, there's a new version of the iPhone software that I have to I have to get. Before I can look at anything. Have you ever been asked this question before? Uh, which question? The, about about open who people that opened for you whenever you were were um, uh, solo. Um, so, like in some in some type, yes. It's like some frame of the the question, yes. It's always. Abuseful, <laughs> but uh, like we we took so Switchfoot went on a small tour with the Supertones when they first started, right? Yeah, and then nobody would touch them, and they were about to break up, and we had heard them on like some sampler, mm-hmm. and been like this this band is freaking amazing. Bought their album, their first album, Legend of Chin. Great and then, Yeah. It's actually one and of my favorite like, Switchfoot records with yeah. Legend of Chin. It was so good. So finally, we were like at the spot where our label was like, who do you guys want to bring on this tour? And, and we all said, this this band. And they tried to talk out, talk us out of it. They are like, it's not going to really bring anybody into your, <laughs> you know, to your shows. And they're not very you know, they're not very good. And we're like, what? did you listen to it? John Foreman is such a brilliant songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, okay. I'm, I might've just found it. Hold on. <laughs> My computer's getting glitchy for the, it's cause you have 20 computers and 19 screens open there. Yeah. I, I took one of these old Mac pros and I like read, rebuilt it and it sometimes gets glitchy. I, I stole a Mac Pro from work specifically for this podcast. You didn't steal it. <laughs> I borrowed it indefinitely. It's not the same thing. That's true. <laughs> so do you do you get hassled about I don't um, need your grandmother reporting us for stolen Oh my god. Equipment. <laughs> so this podcast is pretty rough from time to time, language wise, content wise and uh, whatever. So we had this one episode where I talked a lot of shit about my family. And mostly joking and extreme and over the top. But nevertheless, it wasn't that friendly. 
Nice. Paramore. Yeah. Oh, Paramore. Wow. Oh, shit, it was Paramore. Paramore. Fucking open for us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. They had so to I'm, be like, what, 12? 13? Right. <laughs> yeah, I saw them play at a warp tour and they had like 20 people in front of them, but they were, yeah, it was good. That's yeah. crazy. It was Man. Paramore. Holy shit. Yes. Do you remember that? I do. Paramore. Wow. And, yeah. and we were like, uh, did they open for us or did we play first? Maybe we played first. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember, but that's uh, that's crazy. Like, if we if we played first, there is some sort of balance to the universe. <laughs> Do you ever do you ever get hassled for a new Roper record? Do people get super stoked on that? Yeah, I should say hassled might be the wrong word, but dang, I know some people really dug uh, dug the solo, or I say solo, but you know, you know what I mean. I I, I want it. I, it just it's hard to make the space for it. No, and so when when we made it, um, it was it was kind of a product of Five Minute Walk. They were Frank, the the owner, said, "Hey, we never." You know, the one thing I never did was break a band into the general market. What do you think about doing a pop punk album? Find a bunch of dudes that you're friends with and they can play the instruments. So Ethan Luck, um, Who's who is a guitar player. Musician. Yeah. 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 Any, anything that dude, speaking of people that can play anything. Yeah. He was the drummer in the dingies. Oh, the dingies. I haven't heard that name in yeah. years. That's awesome. He was also the drummer in Reliant K for a long time. I saw him perform with Reliant K as their drummer once. Yes. He is the best guitar player I've ever seen. He's I, yeah. so amazing. And, and, but like he, I've also hung out with him and he'll just be like, he's like, Hey, you know, showing you around his house. And then here's, I, this room and he'll pick up an accordion or something and just be like <laughs> tearing it up on it. Anything that dude touches, he's amazing. He sings amazing. Yeah. He is incredible. So he helped write half the songs and then Saki who produced most of the fiber and stuff. He helped write the other half. Um, I think, I think they let me write one song. <laughs> Um, you were just a pretty face. <laughs> nah, yeah, that's all. There's <laughs> like slightly less sexy Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> pretty good. You wrote a song. You wrote a song in the key of G. Good job. <laughs> so, I think I wrote "Hello Lame Wads," and okay. then a friend of ours who was in the band that Nick, the drummer from Roper, was in, right. Nick Leonardi, who's also friends with Ethan. Um, he wrote a few of the songs, but yeah, it was just like, it was such a great idea. It was so fun to make. I love pop, pop punk. And yeah. in Fiverr and you were always fighting with, oh crap, we got to leave room for the horns. <laughs> right. You know? And, and so to get out of that and just be like, I'm writing a just a rock record. It's yeah. just going to be, you know, this, Crazy thing, and and that, so that that album is a lot of just kind of like butt rock, you know. Like we we covered Credence on on the tour, yeah. Just because it's like, well, this fits. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, this a Credence a, song. I, just remember, I remember being a super fun show. 
Yeah. We covered Credence in a band that we played in together oh back my in God. the day. Yeah, we're, we're both super failed musicians. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I, the one Kickstarter I ever did, my goal was like $5,000, and I ended up putting in 1500 of my own money just to finish funding it so I could do my vinyl. Yeah, it was it was it was a very discouraging experience. Well, I just tried to ride your coattails. That was it. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What song did you cover? Uh, down on the corner. Down on the corner. Of course. Yeah, yeah. It was not good. Perfect. It was not good. It was okay. probably the best song we played. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that much. That's a tough song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was an interesting it, it, time. It, it was nice for me being the bass player. It was nice to be able to play that that bass lick. So, yeah, yeah, we, that's we, the we, tough part. Yeah, yeah. We, we played together off and on for ten years or so. It, it was a while. We've and been then, in probably three bands together. And then yeah. I did the solo thing for a long time. and had way more success with you that. Had way more success, even though that was a very limited amount. Of but success. I will also tell you, you saved your good songwriting for your solo stuff. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> you guys weren't worth my time. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Well, no, yeah. I didn't, in all fairness, though, I didn't come into my own in that regard until I was like twenty-five or thirty. I was a strung super out. Late, I was a super late bloomer. Yeah, when I was addicted to oxycotton and <laughs> all that stuff. But yeah. yeah, so I was telling, like, I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder in mid uh, mid late two thousands, and then I was like, this makes so much sense why I've been so fucked up for so long. And yeah. um, you know, that fed into a lot of things. But then after I got medicated and stuff, you know, I kind of yeah. had to get it out got of better. It. Yeah, what well, did you... the writing got better, and then, but I also realized that if I wanted to stay married this time around, which my wife is amazing, like legitimately amazing, and if yeah. I wanted that to work, like I had to get out of it because my ego, and then just my penchant for like addictive personality and self destructive behavior was not uh, conducive. Like I couldn't handle doing that and being in a relationship that I needed with the stability and all that stuff. If if that makes sense at all. It makes sense. Yeah. It's the most mature decision I've ever seen him make. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. Uh, but yeah, I miss it though. Like I, I miss. Uh, I shouldn't say play music. I just miss the performance. You know, just uh, we've always joked that like to be a, a, a good musician, you have to be equal parts. Not, well, I shouldn't say to be, but most very successful musicians or even just people that play regularly have this weird dichotomy of like a little bit of narcissism and a lot of self-loathing and they kind of blend together to make this at least part uh, of, of that along the way. Yeah. You have to have just enough uh, Freddie Mercury and not enough Kurt Cobain that you kill yourself. Right. 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 Which that was the path I was, I was quickly on. At Which stand-up comedy is very similar to that. It's very similar. Well, most well, most I've, artists have like this. Like, there's a dark side that runs through, I and mean, that's where they pull a lot of. Well, I've heard a lot of stand-up comedians say that comedians always wish that they were musicians, and musicians always wish that they were comedians. <laughs> like, it's a it's true. Yeah, yeah. A, lo a lot true. of comedians. Have you seen our stage show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we just joke around, or it's just like yeah. <laughs> five yeah. iron, just yeah. jokes. <laughs> Every once in a while, we play a song. Right, right. <laughs> right. Now you guys always have a fucking fantastic live show, even right. like for years. I mean, ever since the first time I saw you guys, even if you know in your in your formative years, so to speak. I mean, you guys always put on a great show, and uh, Thank something you. I always I always loved. Like you're probably one of one of my top five frontmen. Like I think it's like not to fanboy all over you, but no, you're a great <laughs> front guy, whether you right. believe it or not. It's you know whatever. But here's a good. This is what you need. That there is you go. beautiful. That's my well, youngest. Freddie Mercury's the greatest frontman of all time. Like, there's no arguing that. Absolutely. That's yeah. my youngest son's favorite. Queen is my youngest son's favorite band. He absolutely loves Freddie Mercury, and he will argue. He 
There's that, that some the only redeeming value. <laughs> that, that, whatever the article was that came out in Rolling Stone, however many years ago it was, where it ranked front men and it and it put as far as vocals go, and it put Axel Axel Rose at number one. And yeah, Freddie Mercury. I don't even know that Freddie Mercury was number two. I don't remember. No, he was but, in the top five, but he but was not my, one or two. My youngest son will argue with you to the death why Freddie Mercury puts everyone else to shame. Absolutely, your son is right. Yeah, I, I agree. I'll never tell him you said Again, that, but yeah. Not, not just as a singer, but as a frontman. That's it. He's, yeah. I mean, if you think he's unmatched. Of, if you think about how sick he was to the, toward the end of his career and what he was still doing on stage and, and leaving it all out there, it's insane. Yeah. It's, yeah. It really is. But again, yeah. that, that heavy darkness and that, that yeah. whatever, it runs parallel with a lot of that, that greatness. Sure. Like Robin, so, Robin Williams, you know. If you have ever read, read uh, Kurt Cobain's Suicide Note, he talks yeah. about Freddie Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I can't be this good. Yeah. But nobody Which can. sucks. <laughs> Which sucks because that shouldn't be what you're you're trying to do, you know? Right. But it is. I mean, that's never right. There's always those musicians or artists that are in your life that you look at them playing. It's like, I should just quit. Like, there's there's <laughs> yeah. no point in me doing this because I'm never going to be at that level of, of talent. At least for me, yeah. there was always that. Like, I'd see certain people playing. I'd like, fuck this. I just should quit. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I mean, it just, go ahead. Go ahead. You got to be you. No matter what. Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> you be you. Well, <laughs> That's what people think is cool. Yeah, no, for sure. I just meant as a person, like the things you strive to be, at least for me, like there's always pockets of that. Like I would, I would jump on stage with anybody. I didn't care if it was a death metal band or if it was a, you know, K-pop band. Didn't matter. I'd play with anybody, but there's still always a part of me that was like, oh, they're really good. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm, I'm going to get up there and I'm going to tell dick jokes and I'm going to you know be super abrasive and people are either going to love me or they're yeah. going to hate me. Like I don't care which, well, but we, they're going to have some feelings about me. We played with a few bands back in the day that we looked at and were like, oh my God, these guys are awful. Like they were yeah. young and just not, they just hadn't come into their own yet. They hadn't yeah. done whatever. But, and then you see those bands having this amazing small, success. But, well, <laughs> but they're, they're local fan base or their friends whatever were so many that like they could pack a place out so yep. you know cool. it just yeah. well one, one of those thing things. I was actually oh, go ahead sorry uh, do you ever see a local band and you're just like oh like it, it's it's like a life-changing event where yeah. you see a local band and you're like this is these guys are just owning their shit so well yeah there was a band that used to they had originally been based out of Knoxville and then they all moved toward Nashville. Uh-huh. Um, they were called... Oh, God. They broke up a year or two ago. Um, I can't think of their name. But anyway, they were a psychedelic rock funk band. They did they did several covers, but they had some of their own stuff. I'm going to interrupt you uh-huh. for two seconds. I'm going to let you guys chat. I have, I'm have i about to piss my pants, so <laughs> I'm going to step off and do that. I'll be back momentarily. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, and, and they... Um, God, I wish I could remember their name. But anyway... Um, I'll find it in a second, but they were so good and they just could command the attention of an audience and they played in Knoxville several times a year because they had originally started out here 
Yeah. And, and I would go and watch them and just stand at the back or stand in the balcony and just really enjoy what they were doing on stage. I mean, which, I mean, at, at, at Stephen and my age, like, that's kind of what we do now. When we go to any, it doesn't matter who it is. If we go to a big show, local show, it doesn't matter. You kind of stand at the back and you just enjoy the music and, and what the people are, are able to do with their instrument. And these guys were so good. And uh, it's just one of those things where, where it was like, I don't, they've, they've broken up. I don't know. I don't remember what happened, but they, they split up. And, and it's just, I was in awe of what they were able to do because they were quite a bit younger than, than I was. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, just to watch a small time local band be able to do something like that is just insane. And then, especially then when you watch them a little while and they don't ever really get out of, say a regional regional popularity or whatever like it's yeah. it's both sad in the nature of the beast i guess it is the nature of the beast um i, I don't know what to say about that i think about this all the time why my band so our kickstarter is at 198,000 uh, 2000 I, to that final <laughs> i have friends Hey friends, so I'll pimp them, the Echoing Green. Yeah, they were a great band. Or are a great band. They are still going and they're I'm amazing. So, excuse me. I'm sorry. It's great, great synth pop. It's they're amazing. But like when I see that I, I just kind of shake my head. I, I I know there are far better bands than Five Iron Frenzy. Um I, I don't know what to do with that. I'm thankful. Yeah, we get this. We get, we're still going. You know, we've been a band for 25 years. But I, I don't know. There's so so many good bands that never get heard. Yeah. It's a bummer. <laughs> so, so Backup you, Planet, guys, that was the name be- of the band I was talking about. Their oh, name was Backup Planet. Planet. Okay. Yeah. Backup Planet. I got to see them, but, but yeah. They're gone. They're gone. They're are no, they still they are no longer. No, they don't play anymore. Yeah. So, What's, what's really frustrating, too, like at least I don't know how it is uh, a lot of places you've played, but a lot of southern towns, especially Knoxville being a college town yeah. or where I was at in Huntsville, Alabama, uh, when I first got You guys have a college there? Yeah. yeah, University of Tennessee. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's being an asshole. That's <laughs> I know he's being an asshole, but I got to get <laughs> University right. of Tennessee out there because his, his football season's about to start. So I have I have no Speaking no of, are they I having football season? Hey, it's the SEC, man. Fuck your, the SEC is doing the SEC. it. SEC, fuck your masks. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what the SEC says. Yeah, it's, it's you know what? What Jesus's sucks? Conference. What sucks is we could have football if people would just be like, if the coach was just like, look, you're going from your dorm to your computer yep. to learn, and then you're going to the field and yep. I don't want you to go anywhere else. Yeah. That's football. If they all disagreed to that, fine. Football. Like right, they yeah. could do do pro football, anything. And it could happen. Well I mean so But pro- everybody's just like, what? There's a cacker? <laughs> yeah. So I mean pro football started Thursday night. Like and and I'm the sports fan. Steven is not the sports fan. But pro football started Thursday night. I'm excited <laughs> about it. I love football. It's my it's the number one sport. But um, oh my God. just ahead of hockey. I hate you so much. I know you do. But the SEC <laughs> SEC decided we were playing, and so we're only playing SEC teams this year, which is good for the SEC because now now they have to put up. They've, we've been we've 
I say we. The SEC has said <laughs> for so long that they're the toughest conference in the country. Now they get to prove it because it's who, who is all in the SEC? Um, Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Florida, uh, Missouri, Texas A&M, Arkansas. <laughs> oh my God. Um, that may be it. I'm, trying, I'm sure I'm forgetting one, but that may be it now. They yeah. may be right. It it's is a tough schedule, but yeah, you know there are, there are other teams out there that are are pretty close to as tough. So yeah, I mean, so I would say the SEC has four of the like the toughest teams in the country. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. It's a religion here, though. Like legit. It's, yes, it is. It is. Yeah, I know. I moved. I moved here. Yeah. I moved into this. So in in Colorado, w- one time the Buffs were good. You know, Colorado <laughs> State was good. Yeah. Or at University of Colorado. When did hey, you that, leave Colorado? That's what I. That's where I went to college. So I just messed that up. <laughs> yeah, but he's got like an advanced degree in microbiology sure. and shit. When did you? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Thank you, though. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let the legend. Yeah, you and the guy. I'll let that legend just go out there. I thought you'd appreciate that. I, yeah, I am and, a doctor of biophysics. <laughs> hey, man, um, I, I read your Wikipedia page, man. I, I know. Yeah, it's not true. <laughs> when did you leave Colorado? I, I've been here nine years. Oh, okay. So you missed the Peyton Manning years at, at the Broncos then. So Well, so if you, you – I've never stopped being a Broncos fan. There you go. So I, I didn't miss them. You just didn't get to experience it there. Yeah, but <sighs> Broncos games have been so – this is how it is in Colorado. Since 1974. I want to say 78, they've been sold out. Yeah. So people might not show up, but they pay for it. They pay for their season tickets sure. and stuff. And I did have a so, John Elway poster on my wall like 1987. Yeah, okay. It is a smart move, 1987. Yeah. Was that the right um, year? I, I'm, I'm probably guessing. not. I don't know. Not 87 or 97 are both good right. gentlemen. It was right. somewhere in there. I was I was like yeah. eight. So that'd have been that. Yeah, because Denver had some not great years, and they had some good years with Elway, and then some not great years, and then uh, so, a decent year with Tim Tebow, and then and then good years with Peyton. I, I good, no, ish, they, good ish. Broncos had like fifteen years where Elway was the only good member of the yeah. team. <laughs> yep. They had. I mean, I, I don't want to dog some of those guys because they're they're like in the Hall of Fame. There's right. some. There were some decent defense guys. There was some good receivers, but like compared to the rest of the NFL, the Broncos never got yep. people. Like yeah. people just didn't want to go to the Broncos. And Elway, he was that good of an athlete that he just was like, yeah, see, "Okay, I, we're, I I'll get you to the Super Bowl." And then, he gave up a baseball contract to go see, play I know, in see, NFL because we lived in with Larksburg. the Yankees yes with the Yankees yeah. yes we lived in Larkspur Colorado um between Colorado no. yeah I did but when I was I was little so it was the obligatory you know at yeah. that age like everybody was Broncos like oh, I like the Broncos because I sure. was you know like a kid <laughs> yeah uh, it's, a, it's a good team to like they're neutral yeah. you know like nobody's gonna beat you up for liking the Broncos right, right. yeah if but, you like the, if you like the Raiders you're 
automatically a gang member. Right. Yep. Um, I, have, I have a guy I was in the, the military with that's a huge Raiders fan. I give him shit about it. Like, I don't even watch football, but he gets so pissed off when I when I bring it up. And yeah. uh, it's, it's just fun for yeah. me. Do you like the Cowboys? You're just an opportunist. Or now it's the Patriots. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who, I used, who knows I've been, what the next thing? I've been to a few be. Cowboys games though. Back when they were like Emmett Smith and during the dynasty. See, I was so a Cowboys speak. fan. Like, I really liked Aikman and Smith and and Michael Irvin and all those guys. Until he, he hurt his neck and quit. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, that was in the in the '90s, but still. But then when Peyton went to the NFL, I followed because he Tennessee boy or UT boy anyway. I I uh, followed him. See, rooted just, for the uh, rooted for the Colts and then rooted for the Broncos. See, I don't. Yeah, watch, I don't watch. Deal. I don't watch the sports yeah. ball. Yeah, I mean, well, it's the thing, like, because in Knoxville, the last name Manning, you get a lot of questions in Knoxville. I get questioned all the time. Are you kin to Peyton? Are you kin to Peyton? Mm. Are you kin? That's a very it, southern. It is a very southern. Are, are thing. you, you kin, kin to Peyton? And so what I do to throw people <laughs> off the young people, people? Is I usually say, uh, I'm related to Archie. And no one young knows who Archie is. They They know Peyton. Maybe they know Eli, but still. Yeah. But are you related to Archie? No. <laughs> Dang it. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I wish. <laughs> sounded good, though. Yeah, it did. Yeah. But, man, I know it's late there. If uh, We don't want to keep you. You got the kiddos. Well, that, you got, yeah. It's up to you guys. I can keep talking. Kids are gone. Okay. okay. They should be in bed now. Are you, are you yeah. good? Are you good for a few more minutes, man? We're loving. Sure. We're loving having you on. It's a it's a good time. It's one of the more interesting interviews we've done. Right. I mean, cause well, you're the only person we've had on that has a Wikipedia page. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't know how this happens. I don't know how how it happens. I have there. I think everybody in the band has one now. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. There's a period where not everybody did, and it was like a point of contention really that's so, awesome <laughs> well, yeah, how does I, that argument go <laughs> no you'd just be like you'd be talking about stuff and then come to a disagreement <laughs> and somebody would say well i don't have a wikipedia page so i can't say anything here <laughs> something like that you're like i i didn't make the wikipedia page that sounds this is like not my doing. That sounds like conversations about race in my house because I <laughs> because it, what comes up is you're white. You're not allowed to say anything about race issues in America. So, right. so he's he's a mixed mixed family. We're, we're a mixed family. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's it, it's it's do all you, a do joke. Do you back down? No, I mean I I just uh, I don't. The, <laughs> the first time it came up and they said and I was told you're white. You're not allowed to talk about race problems in america and i said that is quite problematic for you to tell someone that they're not allowed to do anything <laughs> but but yeah no they our our family i say family get togethers when all three of my kids and me and my wife are around it's just one race joke after another yeah like i raised my kids making fun of each other making fun of everything if you can't laugh about something then there's a problem that's kind of the way my kids have always been now right. as they're getting older and they're a little more progressive there's certain things that are like you can't say that anymore <laughs> right <laughs> so. by by the way i'm i'm team roper with the uh the questionable tweet that, that came out at that one point in time where people were uh about the uh certain word usage in, in regards to, I mean, because it was more of a commentary on uh, language, not so much the meaning of things that you, uh, so I don't know what I you're talking about. You know, he knows I what don't either. About. Huh? Oh, really? <laughs> the word where he said that a certain word should be brought back specifically for the use of yes. the president. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thanks. I had to remove that tweet just because I was like, no, not a single person is like, you know what? So some people <laughs> did like it. And I think they were just like, yeah, we should use that word again. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but like, I, I, got, I, I got, I got, I got where you're coming from is... on the tweet. And I was, I'm, I was team Roper on that one. I was like, I get what you're saying. And it's, it's, it's a poignant uh, thing. The word is R E T A R D E D. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. My kids told and I me. Said, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, so so I'm still a medical professional, and it is still a medical term. Yes, it is. Um, My wife works I, with special needs kids. It's still a term. Right. So I get it. It, it is hurtful. Mm-hmm. It became a derogatory term. Right. And. And it shouldn't be used in a derogatory manner and probably won't be used in a medical function anymore right. because of that. Right. Um, but I made this joke that we should maybe, since we're retiring it, just only use it for Donald Trump. <laughs> right. Which is a great joke. It is. Or 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 maybe it's not a joke, maybe. Yeah, like if we're not going to use it for a medical purpose or for or or like as a derogatory thing, let's just call him that. Yeah, but it's really easy to misinterpret that, and I think that if you um, like are uh, developmentally disabled, you you're already you know you've already had that cross the barrier. You're already upset about it. Yeah. So I, I just took it down and not saying I'm not saying I was right to post it in the first place. It was just funny. Right, and, and I, I thought what was funny was saying, like, this is the only person this should right. be used for. Not and, I, and I agree. That's why I'm saying that I was uh, I was I was I was team Roper on, on that one around. But I I saw a, co- a couple conversations that you had via uh, the comments thread. And uh, I, I respect the the stance you took and, and the way that yeah. you handled that so yeah it was it was good but yeah <laughs> we don't have to go into that I just I just wanted to throw that out there my kids told <laughs> me I'm not allowed to use that word anymore the the new word for that is misguided which makes, no, makes no sense, sense to me whatsoever. I wrote a yeah. joke about it that I haven't I haven't completely worked out the kinks to yet but yes misguided makes no sense to me so. But, uh, yeah. This is the way of language though mm-hmm. I mean we. We, we will just continuously be making w- bad words out of things. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I feel like we need to, to try as hard as possible <laughs> to consider that we're not hurting people. Right. With those bad language. Sure. You know, like, I know you guys sent me the email beforehand and you're like, hey, we cuss a bunch. Yeah. Which is cool. I <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know that, I, that that came out of not knowing where you were in life right now, sure. and I didn't want to be disrespectful to where you are. Well, you know? we also yeah. have, we also have local business owners on occasionally, and we have we let them know up front is like if if this is not part of your brand or is not going to work well with you, we completely understand. We have let a lot of people know. turn us down. To come we've on had, we've had several people turn us down. <laughs> like we have had several people say, "You guys are great. I will continue to listen. You'd be great to drink with. I can't come on your show." So, Fair so enough. anyway, yeah, it's 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 fine. We're all adults, so whatever. Everything's fine. It's fine. We didn't mean to interrupt where you're going with that. 
I forgot where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> but language is such a weird thing. Like we've, we've talked about, and I saw that it was like a comedian's round table and they had, were talking about jokes and language and the things that's okay to joke about now and, and not. Um, and their whole point was some of the guys like, I don't care. Like, this is funny. That's not my intent behind it, whatever the case may be. And then the other side was, it doesn't matter what your intent is. The fact is this is the climate that we're in now. And you have to be, yeah. you know, considerate of that depending on what your end goal is. And, and I get both sides. Well, like, once we took it, once we started saying your intent doesn't matter, that became a big problem. I, I mean, agree. But, it's, you but know. that's where we are. You know, you're, the intent of what you're saying doesn't matter. It's, it's what you But say. if we don't rein that in a little bit, eventually that pendulum is going to swing back way the other direction, <laughs> and it's going to be it's going to be awful. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Well, we play. So, go ahead. No, no, I, I didn't mean to cut you out. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, we like. He'll we, talk for fucking ever. We play dude. a game. Don't let him talk. We play a game on here occasionally <laughs> called Who's That Racist? where we pull up old quotes from the celebrities, celebrities politicians, authors, mm-hmm. whatever, and we read the quote and then give multiple choice who said this. And then we score the game like. Like I'll read them, and then Stephen and and uh, a guest will will compete with each other, or whatever. And it's not so much that we think racist things are funny, but it's more along the lines of this is this is how far we've come, and this is how insanely racist some people that we put on a pedestal or whatever. Like almost really every were. president we've had, like yeah, prior awful. to like Abe Lincoln, something, I mean, or the most racist people. Abe Lincoln, on the who emancipated right. people, was one of the most prejudiced people there was. But at the time, then. he was progressive. But sure. You know. But right. You, we do this for our grandparents. Why can't we do it for other people's grandparents? You sure. know, that that's what bothers me. You know, yes. it, my, my grandparents said awful racist things. And my my father has said awful racist things, but repented of it. You know, like he's changed. Right. And that's that's cool. That's where we are. I think that like I, I hope that. My grandkids look back one day and they're like, "Grandpa said these things," you know. But we we know better. I hope they've grown further. I hope that people are more accepting and and more loving of each other when they're when they're there. Yeah. What I what I don't like right now is that like nobody is giving anyone grace. Yes, and absolutely. It, it is. It's just this. Like if, if if somebody says something that crosses a line, they're cut off. Yeah. And there's no so for comedy, that's that's the end. <laughs> you know, because yeah. like you you look at comedy fifty years ago and it was just all like total misogynistic, like my wife did this and you know, sure. like take, take my, my take wife, my please. wife. Yeah. People had thicker skin. Yeah. And I'm sure People had their feelings hurt, but the guys telling those jokes had wives, and they were like, "Hey, honey, here's a Mercedes. That joke paid for it. <laughs> right? You you cool with yeah. this?" And they were like, "Yeah, I'm totally well, cool like, with it. Even, Everybody knows." Even along those lines, so I had a call earlier tonight, and, yeah. and I'm not going to go into this too much, but so we don't because of how our families are, are still very conservative Christian in, in a lot of ways. Um, just to spare them, like whatever, like we don't advertise this too much we have our pages that are separate but um but anyway just for the it's sake still of the south right yes it's true and um i some, live here yeah right so but somehow somehow this podcast got to my grandmother 
Oh, dude. Today. <laughs> and um, and there's an episode that we had that, and kind of our dynamic, it's, it's a lot of it's very exaggerated because of, of what we do. And Joey tends to be the straight man, and I tend to be just very over the top Game with man. a lot of the stuff. Oh, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. But um, we had this whole thing. We were talking about our families, and I was talking about how my family's racist, and my grandmother's that very southern... Um, it comes from that very debutante Southern where she's very nice to your face and, and just a complete bitch behind your back. She and heard then, it. And, and then like my kids are assholes and like I, I hate, like I love my kids, but like my life would be way better if I didn't have them. Like this whole over the top thing. And she calls me today. Oh my God. Like Today? Was, yeah, yeah. This was like an hour before this podcast. Yeah. And um, it was bad. Like I felt like I apologized to her for being hurtful, but she, her generation, she's like 80 something years old. And so she had no concept of us being, cause I was like, well, it's a comedy podcast. It's over the top on purpose. And you know, whatever the case she goes, well, I don't like stand up comedians. And I was like, well, okay. But like, so part of me is like, and I apologized to her as I would, and you know, yes, ma'ams and all that. And she was like, well, the only way I'm going to accept your apology is if you quit doing this podcast. And I was like, well, that's going to be, problem then but um, oh, dude. but it was it, it was a it was a rough phone call before this and my dad listens and he loves the podcast and he's always like man y'all should talk about sex more it's really cool <laughs> but um evidently he but he has uh really bad neurological issues he's very sick his myasthenia gravitates and um and so he his memory's gotten to the point where it's really bad he has like early onset uh like uh, what's it called louis something dementia oh, Louis Louis Body dementia. Dementia. Yeah. yeah some of that and so he forgets shit a lot so he mentioned it and she was like i want to listen to it because it's something that steven does <laughs> oh man it was it's a bad time right now but i was just like oh oh it's so bad and she was like you're steven. not you're not fit to be a father i'm you know you don't need to have your kids you're not worthy of the oh, it was, it's been a it's been a fun day but uh, I don't know why I just got into that. There was something that we said about people. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter at this point. My family well, life is talking just about severed. What, what I've people... disappointed my grandmother forever. Sure. Uh, how do you... Uh... Well, there's nothing I can do. I can apologize. She's, she's not going to understand. And uh, this is like one of the few creative events that I have. And I love doing it. Um, and it was just a, a for, unfortunate series of events. And I, all I can do is apologize and... Except the fact that I'm written out of the will and probably won't be invited to any more family functions. <laughs> but I still love her. You know, she's my grandmother. I love, you know, she's from a different generation. She doesn't understand it. And maybe, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it is what it is at this point. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So, but I love her. I told her I loved her and I, and I told her, you know, I apologized and, you know, for hurting her feelings and all that stuff. But, <laughs> you know, it's just. Yet here you sit. Yeah, here I sit. <laughs> She she told me I was going to hell specifically, <laughs> yeah. specifically that I was going to hell today. But yeah, that I've sold my soul to the devil, and the only yeah, people that will listen to this podcast are devil, are devil worshippers. That's my favorite you know thing. Yeah, you know what you need to do is just go full out, just swear more, talk about <laughs> talk about worshiping Satan a little bit more, right? And I have had a big get, fallout. Like that's legitimate. I understand where she's coming from in her generation. Like I get why she sees it that way, and I and I get that. Like my no, path now is much much different for sure. Just get like really go full bore, and then <laughs> and then show some repentance, right? Like just do it for a couple of years, and then come come back and be like, yeah, thank you for praying for me, Grandma. 
Well, as far as they're concerned, like, I've been off that path for a while. Like she doesn't like to admit it, but like my mom still to this day is like, you don't have bipolar disorder. You just need to get right with Jesus. There ain't really <laughs> nothing wrong with you. You're just in a life of sin. And that's just how, yeah. you know, that's just, you're, you're being oppressed. And I'm like, mom, like, I love you, but my brain is just, it's broken. You know, it's like, I'm, I medicated for a reason. Um, and she just, you know, won't accept that. My dad's come a long way. He'll talk to me about it and have conversations and he's done some reading and all that. But the rest of my family is like, you don't need to be talking to nobody. You don't need to take, take no medicine. You just need to, <laughs> you just need to get right it's, with the Lord. And it's amazing how many people in the South are so anti-therapy. And yeah, and how, therapy and how many and, people in the South are super fucked up. Sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, to but this I think day, that's worldwide. Like in the U.S., mental health is so looked down upon as far as having any type of mental issue. But it's also gone to the other extreme that we're so overdiagnosed with with other things, and it's just this. It makes it difficult for any people with legitimate mental illness to be taken sure. serious. Not always, but um, you know, people because like I'm I'm pretty severely bipolar, but I'm very fortunate that the medication works really well. Sure, um, and I have a great support system with my wife, and and like I've I've had open conversations with my kids about what it is and how it works. Um, so I'm very fortunate in that regard, but there's some people that have some severe issues that have no support and they're not going to get any type of good support from like our, our healthcare system and all this other no. shit. It's a shit show. But, um, and then I tried to do the whole, like my wife and I did this band thing for a while called the broken fits and we attempted to be some type of mental health advocacy and all that. But then that came with the whole thing where you can't say anything. You can't joke about it. You can't have anything because you're expected to be this advocate and held to this standard. And it was such a frustrating place to, to be. And so I was like, fuck it. I hate everything. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to be terrible. And that's just how it is. Yeah. That was my diatribe. I, I, I apologize for that, for that rant, but um, yeah. That is hard, but I don't know. I mean, this sounds awful, but there's sometimes I, I miss my grandmother. Almost, almost every day I think about her, and she's been dead more than longer than five hours, almost thirty years. But there's times when I'm just like, you know what? If she was, if she was alive, I never would have been able to do this. Right? Wouldn't have tattoos. Wouldn't have sung in a band. I'd be an ophthalmologist. I don't. I don't know if it's. I don't know if she could have handled this. And I, you know, me as a Christian, I believe she is, she is in heaven. I believe she intercedes for me. I believe that she's still there and she loves me, but um, she understands now. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, I'm sure she's just like, stop masturbating so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. But, but, you know, I, I just think it works out that way. It does. So hopefully your grandmother, maybe this will be a thing. Yeah. And she will say, well, I got I, I to I open up a little bit. Right. Well, I love I'm, I'm hoping to have that this will lead into some kind of like open discussion about certain things. And it may not. And if it doesn't, that's okay. You know what I mean? I, I, I live my life and I'm an adult and I, I love them very much, but I can't live it specifically to please um, whatever, because I would still be in the ministry and I would be doing a lot of things that 
I wasn't really meant to do, if that makes sense. Um, the funny thing is, like, I, I was the the music director of the church I was a part of, and I loved doing that. Like, I really, yeah. really loved it. I did not like the the pastor speaking on Sunday. Like, I hated that part of it, but it was part of the whole process. But um, but I don't miss that life at all because it was so restricting. I, and I don't mean to be able to do what you want to do as much as like it was. I don't know. It, it was it's just a very odd dynamic to have a place to be in it but it's easy as a young kid when you're uh, very zealous over what you believe and you you, you're naive to how the world works and you just want to make a difference and help people you know it's it's a it's a it's an odd place but i'm grateful for where i am and the what i've been through i shouldn't say what i've been through like i've been through a lot i have not had a crazy like i've had some (laughs) relation a lot of relationship issues due to a lot of things i didn't know about but it's not like i've been impoverished and on the streets and people suffering is far worse than to, mine. You don't have to quantify your suffering no, or your story. No, you can, I, you I get that. But, but, but I mean, but relatively speaking and being realistic, it's, it's true. Like everybody has their own struggles and things are important to you or, or me and you go through the things. But there are some people that suffer way fucking worse than the rest of us. Uh, so I'm going to challenge that. I'm going to say that's, that's coveting. You are, you, are, you are wanting your story to be a little bit more, more depressing or, or – more, I guess, just just deeper, so that you feel like you have you have a place to speak, and that's not it. You I have would, to take. I would, I would disagree with that. <laughs> right. I, mean, I <laughs> no, think you have to take your own story. No, and but and I'm be appreciative I, of that. No, and I 100% agree with you. I really do. Like it's given me right. a certain platform. I just I'm very logical, and and from a, a an outsider perspective, I realize that. It, it's. I realized that the things I've been through, they've made me who I am, and they've been difficult. But comparatively speaking, like I'm grateful for the, the life that I've had because it hasn't been nearly the fight that I recognize some people have gone through in their lives to be at an equal or even better place. Like I respect people that have been through way worse shit than me and come out yeah. the other side because I might not have been able to handle that the same way. Like I'm lucky to have gotten to where I am. You are, but does that this does that is, make sense? And maybe I'm reinforcing your point. I I, I don't know, but um, that's how no. I view it. You know, uh, my problem is I'm a Presbyterian, so I think that like <laughs> that that explains so much. Yes, <laughs> I, I think that everybody's story has complete like perfect purpose. Yeah. I, yeah, and, I think it's kind of like a white guilt type of thing, though. Like, my suffering is not as bad as some other people, so therefore, maybe it doesn't have as much value. Just, you know, being honest and, and being realistic about it. Like, I get that it's made me who I am, but it's not as bad as, like, there's fucking, like, I guess it's, it's almost like I feel guilty about bitching about or talking about some of my stuff because I know some people have suffered way, way worse than me. You're right. <laughs> but... <laughs> But it doesn't, it doesn't make you any less of a person. No, I get. I agree. I agree. No, no argument there. <laughs> <laughs> Reese, you look tired, buddy. You ready? You ready to I, hop off of here? I want to tell you. I want to pimp one thing because no, I was while Please. we were talking about this. I am reading a book called Paul: A Biography. It's by a guy named N. T. Wright. Okay. I'm not, and when I say reading, that's. That's lying because I listen to it on Audible when I'm driving. Okay. It's really cool. It's cool listening. So it's a biography about the Apostle Paul. 
and he just talks about how it, it's cool hearing about the early church, but just kind of about Paul finding his voice and and how I think Paul it like if if he just went into some fugue state and and wrote the epistles mm-hmm. like that that's incredible if but I don't think that because Paul also spoke to people so he right. was just like this genius philosopher of like who should be in the pantheon of Greek philosophy right um, but this guy just trying to find the 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 difference between uh, Judaism and Christianity. And I feel like you talking about your grandmother mm-hmm. made me think about this just right. because I think the old school church is a lot like Judaism. It's a lot of just how to be good right. to gain God's acceptance. And I think that Jesus is not that. And he's, right. He was good on our behalf. And um, I, I, I don't know. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to sing songs. You don't have to pray. But yeah, um, think about this. Yep. So that's my pimping of that. No, oh, that's good. <laughs> no, no, dig it, man. Um, yeah, so I think uh, I, I know you. You look exhausted, my friend. Like just absolutely. Don't lie. Or it's maybe, probably because I've been drinking. Yeah, say maybe it's gin. Gin filled. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, dude. Um, oh, I was going to ask you. Do you care if we uh, throw you guys' new track on the end of this to 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 bump up the five iron? No, not at all. Okay. Um, we so we have that track, and then also if the one on your Scott listeners, yeah, if you guys want to check that out, Scott not you for can, racism. <laughs> Scott not for racism. <laughs> Right. Scott against racism. Yeah. Um, so that it is, it's freaking, you can pay a dollar yeah. and get it. And it's like 23 songs. Yeah. And it's outstanding. I picked it up the other day. Actually. Yeah. Pay, pay more than a dollar. Cause it goes to like the NAACP and black lives matter. Right. A lot of cool people, but people should, should support that for sure. Um, yep. yep. But it's, it's really good. Nice. Not, not our song. No, dude, the your song is, it's the most angry five iron song I've heard. And it's fucking fantastic. I really love it. <laughs> yeah. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah. It's a good thing. There's no more Christian books. <laughs> well, I mean the, the new single, um, like it, it caught me off guard. And I think there's been a little bit of, of, uh, ass, ass gate. Yeah. Ass gate. There's been a little bit, a little of, bit of ass gate has yeah, happened. That, and, and, and like made me happy. But, Dude, that was Jude's favorite part. Yeah. He was like, they said a bad word, Dad. Yeah. This is the greatest thing ever. It, like, okay. it made me happy, but, you know, I, you know, still. People people are very upset that they have to talk to their children about swearing. It's, it's like it's like when Carmen said ass in one of his things back in the day. He did? <laughs> I yeah. think so. Yeah. I, think, I think one of his uh, uh, drama things for the champion, maybe, yeah. the, the bad guy in it said ass or something yeah. like, like that. Like, I heavily edit around my kids. I don't cuss around them or whatever, but I don't try to shield them for the fact that it exists in the world. Yeah. Right. You know. Same with me. I just like, hey, grown-ups can say these things. If you said this in front of your grandma, she'd probably die. Yeah. So yeah. don't say or it. Or disown you, as I experienced today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but 
But hey, if this makes us the bad guy in a Carmen song, then I'm on board with that. <laughs> hey man, dude, dude is still living after getting some wicked cancer. So I don't even understand yeah. how that works. He did throw a concert of uh, not being defined by a spirit of fear against COVID, and uh, by by banding together for a concert, it could. Yeah. Anyway, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, Reese, man, thank you so yes. so much. You've you've done us a great service for being on here. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. And you're yeah. honestly not that not that you would for any reason, but you're welcome anytime. Sure. I, this is really nice. Very. Well, if you good when, to when you guys plan Nashville next, I will say, "Damn my age," and I'll make the trip to Nashville because <laughs> that's the last time I was like, "God, I want to go so bad," but. Yeah. I, man, driving to Nashville and driving back in the same day just doesn't sound fun. But no, I'll go next time. Yeah, for Hopefully sure. Hopefully we can make it to Knoxville. Uh, yeah. Hey, I got a couch you can sleep on if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, but, good deal. But yeah. sincerely, man, thank you so much for taking the time. I know like between uh, the full-time job, the Kickstarter, and the Five Iron stuff, you're a super busy dude. And we're grateful for your time. And you're just fucking fantastic to yeah, talk really. to. Yeah, really. Yeah. Thank you both. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Until next time. Yeah. Have a good night. All right, dude. So, back from our elusive, elusive second break that we rarely take. Yeah. That was that was Reese Roper. That yes. That was uh, that was good. That was man. Like, what a what a great dude though. Like yeah, he's for sure. like legit. Like whether he'd admit it or not, like he's uh, somewhat of a celebrity. Sure. And uh, they have the Kickstarter, which which is crazy hectic and then he's got a full-time job with kids um and then uh, he took the time to fucking like two and a half hours to talk to us yeah um what a great dude yeah it was i felt like it was great i mean i think i i don't know i feel like maybe he talked about some things that he didn't expect to talk about Mm -hmm. he probably expected lots of five iron questions which we did ask we a little bit yeah but I enjoyed it. It's one of the most enjoyable episodes we've done. Yeah. Like, what a good dude, man. Like, yeah. I legit, like, I liked when I said, you're welcome anytime. He was like, yeah, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, I enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully, anyone listening, you guys enjoyed it as well. Uh, we're going to play their new single. Instead of is, instead of our normal good. outro, uh, yep. we're going we're gonna to play the new Five Iron single. Yep. Their Kickstarter is going for another 24 days, I think. Yep. So, um if you like this interview and you like the song, you should definitely consider contributing it. They got some cool stretch goals going on. Like they've already blasted. They hit their goal in like 31 minutes. It was like 60 yeah. K. Yeah, it, it was, was insane. But, um, I was going to subscribe to like a, someone's only fans, but I, I think I'll just put that money. <laughs> no, just, but, just the, but they, they legitimately like, I've loved the band since the nineties, yes. whatever, but like this just solidified my love for them. Like what a great, fucking what's your dude. favorite five iron song? Oh man, like their new one is up there. It's it's so really good. good. Yeah, um, it's really but, like, hard. Take that out of the equation. What's your favorite Five Iron song? <sighs> I can tell you my favorite Five Iron album, but I don't think I have a favorite song. Like they're, I just I, okay. I love them as a band, and I think it was, it's a tie. I love their second record, which um, I think it was Handbook for the Mediocre. <laughs> and um but but five iron frenzy to electric boogaloo is yeah. one of my favorite fucking records my favorite song is you can't handle this oh yeah well that's all uh, sure yeah, electric no boogaloo. yeah yeah but that's my favorite song of theirs yeah it's, it's the, the the line leonard nimoy can't stand up to this <laughs> captain james t kirk 
bows beneath my, my fists. fists. Yeah. It's just great. Yeah. It I was, love that. It was such a good. And uh, just to uh, pimp this out, uh, if you haven't listened to the My Carrera podcast yes. that he was on, it's a great fucking interview. Like, you yeah. should legit check it out. Plus, we love My Carrera. So, sure. Um, and Several know, years ago, he did an episode with most of Five Iron Frenzy yeah. as well. Which I feel like that uh, we made Reese a little maybe uncomfortable or when we went on our little <laughs> MXPX spree, but, uh, or maybe a slightly offended. I don't yeah. know. But, Either way, man, uh, such a cool dude. Like, I'm yeah. grateful he was on. Yeah. So, really. so uh, yeah. Till next week. Until next week. Uh, and uh, enjoy it. And yeah. this is... Um, so, so we sing. So we sing. Yeah. And enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to y'all. Well, we'll talk to you. We won't talk to you. We're back so, next week with uh, uh, Saints and Sailors. Yeah, we're going to sit in actually at the barbershop and talk to however many of their, their barbers that want to sit in with us. So. Don. <laughs> Don. Yeah, Don. All right, yeah. man. Yep. Yeah. Until next week. Yeah. I'm going to break the...